Hi, I would like to begin this episode by thanking some nice people. People like Ricky Mori, John C. Bird, Cinder Elf, Annie Wainwright, and David Sugars. All of these are people who have gone to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and helped us out. Kicked us a few bucks and uh, supported the network and the show. You can be like them by going to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. My name is Cole Ross. You're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week on this premium episode, we are talking about State of Decay, which is a 2013 survival horror open world simulation game developed by Undead Labs and published by Microsoft Studios for the Xbox 360 and PC in 2013. And it slaps. It's good. And and everyone should stop sleeping on it. This is a weird... <laughs> classic like yes it was like an xbox arcade game or whatever Uh also we all forgot about it yep but it's legitimately very good yes this is very good this is a uh this this is a gary pick yep yeah uh i've been wanting to want to talk about this for a long time yeah uh i just you know i i with my xbox 360 i didn't play very much on it Mm -hmm. it was like basically a rock band machine you know and i i uh i played crackdown on it i played a couple games but 360 was not a big generation for me yeah uh but this was an exception. I ended up playing a lot of this game mm-hmm. and uh, revisiting it. Uh, it's super fun. Yeah. I remember talking so. about it on uh, the green room back uh, back around yeah. the time that it first came out. It was it was a big surprise um, mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to get something that big and that full featured on, uh, on, on, on Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, we mentioned that yeah. this is a premium episode. That means that if you're hearing this on Patreon or you're a, you're a backer, uh, you're going to get the whole episode. If you're listening um, uh, on the public feed, you're going to get the generalities. But the generalities are meaty because this is a very systems-heavy game. Yes. Yeah. Um, so in this game, the basic premise, you play as a group of survivors trapped in rural Trumbull Valley uh, <laughs> after a zombie outbreak. Um, and there are... There are procedural you know zombie hordes uh, mm-hmm. that you survive and fend off while kind of building staffing managing a settlement yes uh, and going through the story and trying to escape uh this is a third per- uh, third person open world game will be familiar to you if you have played uh grand theft auto 4 stuff like that um uh, the emphasis is on uh both combat because you got to deal with those zombos somehow uh, and there is also a ton of exploration and scavenging. I like how they call them zombies and there's none of this like walkers or <laughs> let's pretend not to say it. Yeah. Shit. Like everyone just knows the genre they're in immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, which I appreciate. Yeah. There's no, uh, you know, we, we, we call them shamblies 
you know. Yeah, <laughs> we call them Chamblis. <laughs> uh, they're they wear velvet robes and they uh, dip their asses in a trunk full of pudding. Drink and, um, and and drink tons of white wine. Yeah. Uh, so combat's a big part of this. Uh, there's no lock on. You have weapon durability. And you have character durability. Mm -hmm. uh, your character tires out uh, pretty easily. You have a stamina meter. Yep. Uh, and characters can die and get overwhelmed yeah. pretty easy. Mm -hmm. And there is a big survival horror element to this, both on a micro and macro level, where you're managing ammunition resources for your individual character who are on these excursions, as well as for your settlement in general. Yes. Yeah. Uh, resources are going to be scarce, and so is room for those resources, mm -hmm. both in your... Uh, both in your personal inventory that you're walking around with and uh, as a settlement, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. you're going to get uh, resources that go bad because there's no, there's nowhere to put them and keeping that in yeah, mind. You is, have to manage storage. You do. Yeah. It's a real quick to get out in front of it. If somebody is listening to this and they haven't played this, this is a pretty light base management game. Yes. You know, don't, don't think this is Frostpunk. Like it, <laughs> there's some harshness to it, but this isn't a super hard game. Yeah. And the, uh, management stuff I would say is firmly in the, uh, lightweight to middleweight category. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a hybrid. It's a portion of the, the gestalt experience. It's not mm -hmm. the emphasis. Yeah. My understanding is that the management stuff takes a bit more of a front stage in state of decay too, which to me mm -hmm. sounds like it owns because the lightness of the simulation did feel a little bit limiting to me while still being engaging. It's also state of decay. State of decay two is also co-op, mm -hmm. which is a dream game to me. The idea <laughs> that I could be like, okay, we need bullets and we need food. Stat. <laughs> We yep. have to split up and you could be talking to your friend over discord. Yeah. Like discreet, you know, tensely, uh, scavenging mm -hmm. a convenience store, Yeah, you know, or like, Hey, watch my back while I do this. Like, this is really critical. Yeah. Um, those kind of situations sound incredible to me. Uh -huh. I haven't played save decay to you, but I gotta, I, I, I gotta, I gotta, it's on yeah. game pass. It's there. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, no, uh, just, just being like, okay, we're here in this street, like main, main street drag kind of thing. We have, we've got a pharmacy on you know, one side of the street and a convenience store on the other. Let's split up. But if I need help, you're going to need to come and get me, you know? Yeah. Uh, I can the, call for help. And, <laughs> and that, that just is amazing. Like situations that can come up. I love it. I you love know, it. Feel really good. Yeah. It feels really good here. Um, even when you're just dealing with AI. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would just it would just be better. And I um, I'm not the simulation freak that you are, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but uh, I could also stand for the simulation to be a little heavier in this. Uh -huh. uh, this game is I mean, we'll talk about it this is more of a general roundup kind of thing. But this game casts a spell like it it is uh, about the illusion of a lot of things. Yeah. You know, so much so that before revisiting it, like still finding it to be very fun on its own terms, in my mind, it was full of like really dynamic social yeah. like, stories and stuff. And that isn't really a thing No, in this. It kind of is, yeah. but it's, it's underbaked. It just kind of gives you the, the suggestion of such. Mm -hmm. This is one of those like master of none. Yeah. So, okay, like this is the bard class game. <laughs> yeah, it does. A, it, it, it is very persuasive that there is more here going on than there actually is. Yeah. Um, You know, and this is a long game. And it's mm -hmm. remarkable how long that illusion lasts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for like a red mage or somebody can only cast, you know, six mm -hmm. level spells at most. Yeah. Uh, it lasts for a while. <laughs> uh, so obviously you die. You have a health meter. 
Um, your energy meter is a little bit more complicated. When it depletes, you get winded, uh, so you move really slowly. It also, you'll lose maximum energy if you stay out for too long. Yes. Uh, encouraging you to switch characters. Yeah, it wants you to uh, to, 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 to rotate. Um, as far mm-hmm. as uh, combat goes, you're only fighting zombies. This is not one of those The Last of Us kind of things where the true enemy is man. Um, mm-hmm. Not you're fighting. No, the true enemy is zombies. <laughs> yes, the true enemy is zombies. Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and the zombies, you know, they're, they're they're not that smart. Their tactics are uh, are predictable, but if you underestimate them, they will surround you. Uh, it is it yes. is one of those things where uh, one of them alone will be uh you know easy enough to deal with especially if they're not aware of you uh in groups they quickly get up under you so total situational awareness is a big deal in this especially because zombies spawn infinitely especially in response to loud noises there's a bit of a uh um, like a director system going on here yeah yeah it's uh i love how this simulates a horde Mm-hmm. as an actual threat uh i also think it's funny that i have killed the population of this tiny town 10 times over oh my gosh like they, they're certainly importing other small towns <laughs> yes. from farm towns to get additional zombs just put pull, like, pulling in ringers <laughs> yeah because it, it's just uh how many people are expected to live in this town that has i don't know 30 buildings um so gunfire explosions uh loud scrounging all these things <laughs> will attract additional uh zombies uh and this trade-off plays into the combat as well um guns are very effective at killing zombies but will draw more enemies in um you can get suppressors that last for a certain amount of shots yes Uh, so there is you know one of the micro genres this engages in is a survival horror kind of thing Mm -hmm. Uh, i have 10 bullets five of which can be silenced how do i accomplish this excursion yes um and what is great about this is the game is really really encouraging you to run you know like when you get into a building like knowing where the exits are is super important and it's easy to keep track of because the buildings are you know cookie cutter so you know okay Mm -hmm. i'm in this kind of house and i I know that i can jump out of this window if i need to this business will have a uh will have a ladder on the back uh etc yeah uh, encouraging you to run or sneak. Yes. You know, and not draw that attention in the first place. Like mm-hmm. you, uh, there's a stealth system where you can sneak, you can have stealth takedowns, um, that allow you to slowly and methodically clear things out. You can do this in conjunction with a silenced weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then melee combat does not create very much noise. Yes. Yeah, uh, and, and you can see this is really helpful. Um, I, I like the way that they that they do this. Um, on your mini map, you can see a ring that uh, gets bigger every time a sound is made, uh, mm-hmm. showing that if any enemies that you're aware of are within that ring, they're going to be uh, hipped to you. Um, also shown on your radar are the hordes. Um, <laughs> like you said, the way this can, you know, mimics a herd is really good. The way that it models it. This is a bunch of zombies that are walking together, oftentimes down main roads and stuff like that. And you can even see there's sight cones, uh, visible mm-hmm. on the map along with the, uh, like the relative size of, uh, of the hordes. And if they are alerted, they will charge in and make an already hairy situation, you know, even hairier. Right. So fire a gun at the wrong time. And instead of dealing with like three zombies, you have 23 um, yes. because they basically rolled in like a uh, like a weather front. They are uh, procedurally generated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when the zombies who are being individually modeled cluster together naturally, they form into hordes. Mm-hmm. 
which is really cool. Uh, I also love the game uh, AI director tries to give you more of these. So one of the funniest things that happens, I think I mentioned this in another show, <laughs> happens constantly though, is you're driving down the road really fast to get to one of the remote rural areas and some zombies are milling about in the road and they all gather together real quick. Like they're doing a flash mob. Um, and just become a horde in, in front of your eyes. Like, oh shit, we got to... <laughs> I, I didn't expect that. Let's get... Okay, okay, okay. Here we are. Places. Okay, get run over. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Ah, that was a good one. No. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very funny and a little artificial. And this game <laughs> is... Uh, you know, it's it's got a lot of little artificialities, which never you know those are pluses to me. Yes, yeah. Uh, this this is jank. You know, this is the, the this yeah. is good jank. Uh, good jank. Uh, yes. Uh, in addition to regular zombies and the hordes, there are also um, special infected. I forget what they call them here, mm-hmm. but they're special infected. Uh, there are ferals, uh, which are uh, kind of like the hunters. They're large and lanky and do big jumps. Uh, they're bloater. They look like the uh, the Iron Maiden. Yeah, uh, mascot guy. Oh yeah, bit. that guy. Yeah. Irony. Yeah, freaky, freaky John. <laughs> scared? Aren't you scared, Dad? Bill. <laughs> like, oh, uh, fuck off, stepdad. The monster. <laughs> there, are bloaters, uh, which will explode and um, uh, leave poison gas. These are um, most dangerous when you're driving in a car. Uh, because mm-hmm. it'll fill it'll fill the car with gas. Uh, it's very funny. <laughs> you. So it's like, ah, shit! I hit a bloater. I need to pull. I need to pull over and get out of this damn thing. The uh, these these sound familiar to anyone who listened to our Left for Dead episode or played mm-hmm. Left for Dead. Uh, they actually did a thing where they took one of the cut uh, special infected from Left for Dead and added it. There are screamers mm-hmm. in this. Oh yeah, who are guys without arms. Um, who just uh, do this sonic attack that will stun you and attract more zombies. It's like being in a place where a gun is going off constantly. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I forgot about the screamers because they are so common. <laughs> yeah. They, they show up a lot They They tend to be a part of infested mm-hmm. uh, infestations. And then juggernauts are the, the equivalent of tanks, except that they're big hillbillies yep. uh, in this. They're implied to be all from one family. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just real weird. It's like, oh, it's one of those Miller boys, <laughs> and like, they're all, they all turn into these things. Uh, and they are appropriate emergencies. They can they can one shot you if you're at low health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they don't die from getting run over. You know, they they are they are big deals. Yeah, they'll pick you up and throw you. It's uh, they're they're, yep. they're effectively bosses, is what they are. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there are also some minor ones like uh, armored oh, uh, yeah. zombies, things like that, that are kind of just like. Not as big a deal, but yeah. they have, uh, you know, immune to guns, but vulnerable to melee. Yeah. Or immune, um, immune to bladed melee as well. Uh, of their yes. armor. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like the, it starts out as SWAT zombies, but then once the army starts rolling in, they, they, they end up being army ones as well that are stronger. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, you are not just controlling a single character in this. You start out with a character, but you tend to switch. Um, and that is because characters become exhausted, as we mentioned, and permadeath is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if character dies, they're dead for the rest of the game. Um, you know, you do not, and they can die naturally. Uh, they typically do not. Mm-hmm. It's really weighted. This was a patch thing. It's yeah. really weighted against them dying in the simulation yeah. part of it once they're part of your crew. But you do end up with things like, hey, this nest of survivors uh, is in trouble and the game will simulate how well they fight off mm-hmm. whatever's happening. Um, so they can succeed at that or they can fail at it and you can lose a recruitable unit. Yeah. Um, this is not a death knell no. for the game. 
Uh, but I imagine this game is really bad and does a lot of psychic damage to people who cannot handle something like that. Yeah. Like who, who saves come to make sure all their units survive in fire emblem. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 that instinct will not serve you well here. Um, you know, specifically because this is also an auto save game, you know, like, yeah, you can't do that. (laughs) I mean, you can, if you do backups and, you know, turn off your system, right. Like you reset your computer. Yeah. You know, as soon as somebody dies, like you can, but like, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) You know? You'll be fine. It actually doesn't take that long to train up somebody new. And if you are, if you, if you are rolling deep, like you should, um, uh, most people should be in a pretty good position to take over anyway. I mean, this is, this goes down to like your main character can die. Yeah. Marcus can die. Yeah. Quote unquote main character. He's only kind of a main character. Yeah. Like the way the game does that and kind of expands, you know, is very natural. Like mm-hmm. it feels like it onboards you into the idea of managing a settlement rather than a dude. Yes. Uh, Marcus ended up being somebody who I didn't use for most of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, once I kind of made the transition and had lots of people mm-hmm. who I could swap between. Yeah. Like he was good, but I mm-hmm. just had a lot of options. Yeah. And Maya's right there. Come on. Yeah. Maya's great. <laughs> um, there are story missions in this. Um, but they're spaced out and there aren't very many of them. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they actually work on timers. So if, uh, you know, you do a story mission, you can't just, the next story mission won't pop up for a little while. They want you just to vibe in the world for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, where you manage your settlement by managing its meters, um, searching businesses and homes and, and stuff in this, uh, largely abandoned town to get the materials you need. Right. Um, and these materials are found in these stockpiles, um, around buildings, uh, either outside or inside, uh, and your character is going to have to search them. Uh, and search is tied to your wits skill. Um, it is mm-hmm. tied, it is tied to the skill and that determines how quickly, uh, how quickly you will, you will root through. Yes. Um, searching and, uh, opening doors, uh, if like a door is locked, mm-hmm. right, you can bash through it. You can search something really quickly, but it will make more noise. Right. Um, a lot of times this actually ended up being worth it. Yeah. Um, especially the search fast. Like if you clear out an area, you can usually search it before anything bad happens. Yes. Uh, if you search fast. Yeah. Uh, and um, also if the zombies are already alerted and you're trying to just get in get an emergency scrounge in at the corners, uh, then, uh, th- th- then that is the way to do it. Like, what am I going to, yes. am I going to get more fucked if I'm already fucked? Yeah. Yeah. This is already going to be a mad dash out back to the car. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and the game, so li- this it, is the, this is li- the appeal of the game. Like this is the hook. It li- it lives in those moments. Yeah. Uh, tense and emergent. Mm-hmm. Um, you, the things you're out there finding are, uh, caches of materials, so like building materials, medical materials, food and stuff, ammo, and then also finding individual instances of these. Yeah. So you get weapons, both ranged and melee, uh, ammo, recovery items for both health and stamina, and then kind of utility items, um, like alarm clocks and shit that you can throw to distract zombos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, those caches, like the stuff that will go to the settlement, those end up being, um, heavier and you only have one, uh, w- one slot for those. You pick them up in a rucksack, uh, and you, and you're going to mm-hmm. carry them that, you know, that changes your, um, that changes the, like just the stamina requirements for certain things. Running and fighting with a, with a rucksack mm-hmm. is, uh, is, is a bigger deal. Um, and like, I love the way that they handle this because you, you, you do, you do have options 
with what mm-hmm. you can do. Like, you know, if you have an emergency need, like you, you've got no bullets and you find an ammo cache, well, you can open it up and get some ammo from inside. Uh, but that means you're going to get less overall. Um, and it's not yes. going to go, uh, you know, it's not going to go to the, to the, to the settlement, which might've been the point for why you came here. Um, and, uh, those items are going to go into your regular inventory, which is going to be very, very small. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but, but they're available immediately. Yep. You know, that's the trade-off. Uh, you can also radio for a scavenger to come, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, find the items once you've cleared out a location. This is very useful, uh, but the the scavenger is at risk. Yeah. So they come out, um, and again, it is simulated. They're going to do the best according to their stats to be stealthy and be careful, but they can get into trouble. And they come from all the way across the map, and they never bring a car? Nope. (laughs) Uh, One of the things that is a minor pet peeve of this is how spread out the map is, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, But it makes scavenging like a farmhouse a horrible idea. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. you know, because your guy will walk across heaven and earth uh, to to go pick up this little bit of ammo mm-hmm. and uh, will likely run into something. Yeah. And you can you can follow them on the map <laughs> like they're mm-hmm. there. You can you can follow them in the game if you want. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they're yeah. better, better things to do. But like it is simulated down to that level. Yeah. And, th- and that's part of what's neat about it. It's not, you know, just a dice roll. Mm hmm. Whether this wins, you know, the game actually goes through and does the the co- the combat encounter. Yeah. You know, uh, and if you want to, you can get down to weird levels of like causing distractions and stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's it, it literally simulates down to that level. It's not perfect. It's not super elegant, but it does do that. Yeah. Um, so calling in scavengers is cool. Also really good because it's been a while since we played a game where you're like riding around in a car. Uh, you got vehicles. You can throw, you can throw these into the trunk of a car. Um, Mm -hmm. obviously pickups and SUVs will have the most space, but you also have, you know, little, uh, uh, geo metros and stuff that will have smaller, uh, smaller trunks and run worse. Yeah. Uh, vehicles are really important in this. There's no fast travel and it's a big map. Mm-hmm. Uh, vehicles are also a trade-off. This game is full of trade-offs. Um, they're faster and it's safer than running on foot, but they make noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the early tutorials is like, hey, don't bring a vehicle, just walk. Um, <laughs> I chose to outrun zombies generally. Yeah. So I almost always took a vehicle. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, it's weirdly kind of fun to drive in this. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's like janky, but it still feels pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and vehicles are cool because they're a weapon. Um, you can kill a lot of zombies. That horde that gathers up in front of you, uh, you can run them all down. Yeah. Um, and uh, this does a lot of damage to your your car, uh, but it can be worth it a lot of the time. And yeah. you can repair your car, and there are unlimited cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do respawn. Um, you know, but this allows you to do some GTA stuff, like where you're like going off to get a car for your base. Yeah. Uh, you'll have parking spots around your base where a car will be persistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have the right uh, facilities, it'll get repaired as well. Yeah. So, you know, keeping a variety of cars for different uh, for different scenarios. Uh, you know, if I'm going all the way across the map, I want the speedy one. You know, if I know mm-hmm. that I'm if I'm traveling a short distance, but I'm going to be getting a lot of stuff, you take the truck, etc. It's fun. Uh, it's, it, it's fun to manage that. And it's really fun to just... Walter White up to a building and rescue somebody. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. They're, they're fighting Capitals in an alley. And it's like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, you also, there's a weird little quirk of this where the backs of cars are really uh, sturdy. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, I ended up driving backwards to a lot of places, uh, which is real silly, but you could run over a lot of zombies backwards without damaging our car. Yeah. It reminded me, uh, I got my license late. I didn't get my license until I was 25. Mm -hmm. And I was hanging out with my friends and they were, you know, I was practicing driving. And one of my friends really insisted I needed to learn how to drive backwards for long distances. Okay. And, and my other friend who was with me was like, you don't like kept like a siding, like, you know, doing a little sides being like, you don't actually have to learn how to do this. <laughs> I, I very rarely like drive backwards for a block, right. but he was just like, okay, day two driving <laughs> backwards for long periods of time. <laughs> um, it was really strange. Uh, was he training you to be a jason statham the transporter <laughs> he might, he might have been, uh, I, I have no idea what was in his mind he might have been just training me for state of decay <laughs> uh, in the future or something but it was very bizarre uh, but i did i did do it all the time like a lot of times i just drove places backwards in this uh, it's oh, real it's... silly but it's it's optimal I, again, I, I'm really in the weeds on this on this uh, friend of yours because, like, getting yeah. com- getting confident at driving, like, like knowing n- knowing how the car behaves, like, okay, you know, it'll mm-hmm. it'll it'll turn in the direction that I turn, so it doesn't matter if I am if I am going, you know, backing up. If I turn the wheel right, it will uh, it will point the you know the back right. Yeah. But like that feels encompassed in parallel parking <laughs> instruction yeah 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 well, that, that's the degree to which you have to actually do it and that's what my other friend who was kind of making fun of my first friend was like i yeah. have no idea what he's talking about <laughs> or why he has to do this he might be a drive three uh, r he might be a driver three <laughs> i assure you he was not i i just i don't i don't know i i did not have the context to ask because he was doing me a favor <laughs> you know it's like, let me drive his car and stuff. So I, I was just like, oh, cool. Yeah, whatever you say, man. Let's do it. Uh, so pretty, pretty silly. Yeah. Uh, this also, uh, if your instinct is to like back into a place and leave it, um, uh, leave your car pointed toward a uh, successful escape, that might get you in more trouble than just uh, haphazardly and cinematically, I might add, backing up over a whole bunch of zombies. Yeah, it, it looks awesome. Yes. And it feels real cool. Yeah, the uh, so you manage a settlement in this. Uh, you can only have one, and this is where your allies, like the people you recruit, live and work and stuff. Um, you start off with one settlement building mm-hmm. uh, where you're first set up, which is kind of suboptimal, uh, and it's kind of like a, a great plateau. Like there's yeah. a little tiny satellite town mm-hmm. that you spend uh, the beginning of the game in, and then you move to another town where you get to choose uh, a building. That's yes. There is a correct answer. Yep. It is the this. trucking depot. Yeah. Yep. The trucking depot is the best one, but you can choose, you know, there are different like kind of uh, challenge runs or what have you, mm-hmm. or if you just want to emphasize different things. Yeah. Um, the differences between these are the number of places, um, you know, the number of slots rather for mm-hmm. kind of facilities, what kind of buildings it has, because you cannot tear down something, you know, if it comes with something comes right. with a storage area, that's what's in that zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how many people it takes to crew and how many, uh, people it can have total. Yes. Yeah. Um, those, um, the, the those, st- those structures are a really big deal, uh, because mm-hmm. they give, uh, they, they give you different capabilities, uh, different perks, things like that. So like super important to place a watchtower 
you know, kind of near the kind of the place where hordes might most often be coming from. People would be up in watchtowers and use ammo uh, to fire on any uh, zombies who might be coming in again, because that is uh because, because that's simulated. Uh, but there are other ones that will add storage or places to sleep. So people don't get uh, like overtired too easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're like medical facilities and uh, like kitchens and stuff like that, which have pretty intuitive, um, pretty intuitive bonuses. The, the, everything has kind of a static bonus like that and then individual verbs they can do. Yeah. Uh, you can go in and kind of do an individual thing. So you have a kitchen that you can spend a certain amount of your resources to throw a feast to improve morale. Like you yeah. can manage these meters, mm-hmm. uh, which I really like. And then I also like how uh, putting up something like a watchtower not only affects the simulation, but you see it happen. Yeah. Like you, you know, this game does a really good job, I think, of operating on the micro and macro at the same time. Yes. So you you will notice a difference when you put up a watchtower in terms of your general safety rating and morale and yeah. stuff. And also when you are coming back being chased by several zombies from a from an excursion, mm-hmm. the guy that tower you had built, somebody will snipe the your tail. Yes. You know, and not in a horrible bar fly way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you not know, in an uncle way. <laughs> also, like if if you, if you have secured the area around your uh, around your zone, you, like you're not going to when you leave for a mission, open the door and immediately have a bunch of uh, zombies just kind of waiting there to take a to take an opportunity chop. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Again, it's pretty light, yeah. you know, the way you balance this and you, the number of options you have is not very optimized. Like even the trucking depot, which has the most slots, you can't build everything. Right. But the choice is not so, uh, you know, intense mm-hmm. or critical that you're going to hurt too much. Right. For right. It. Yeah. Um, like I never made a library this, uh, this run through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did other stuff instead yeah. and it was fine. I did a dojo, which is very, very dermot. <laughs> Extremely uh, dermot. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> in the post-apocalypse, I'm gonna have a dojo. Run. Nunchucks um, don't use ammo, bro. <laughs> yeah, it was very nunchuck who don't use ammo, bro. Uh, good T-shirt idea. Uh, like, yeah, can't argue with that. Nope. Uh, but what if they did? Can you imagine a gunchucku? I am. I'm. I'm like, positive that's a weapon in either Devil May Cry or Bayonetta. Yeah. Yeah, just a shotgun shell that comes out of one end of the nunchaku. Yep. It's the most dangerous thing ever. Goes off at random. Oh, you, 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 you just drop in the middle of a continent, just clear the entire thing like a neutron bomb. Yeah. <laughs> just pass around all the teens until the entire population is dead. Oh my god, it's a it is it is a cursed item not because of magic but just because of its design. You've uh, yeah. you, you you have finally outclassed the the sword chucks conceived of in 8-bit theater. <laughs> the gun chucku is significantly more dangerous than sword chucks. <laughs> the sword chucks are already real dangerous. Yep. Um the uh so you have you have these four uh, kind of macro resources for your settlements. Uh food, medicine, ammo, construction materials and then fuel oh uh, so yeah there's, fuel. There's five yeah. fuel is a real weird one mm-hmm. uh it was meant to be originally it was going to be used for vehicles yeah uh they patched that out so it's just used to make molotov cocktails mm-hmm. uh, basically yeah uh in your workshop so it ends up being the the resource you can sleep on yeah this is my throat my throw in gas yeah 
Yeah. Uh, they just decided to make cars just work. They're all electric and solar powered. Yep. It's great. <laughs> um, you also have this inventory stockpile, which is uh, set up as a mini fridge. <laughs> uh, which I love. Basically, no matter what, like when you're pulling a, you know, a ARG out of it mm-hmm. and stuff, uh, it's still from the mini, mini fridge. Um, the, uh, each settlement or enclave has one of these and you do this, you spend this currency called influence, um, which you gain by depositing items in their mini fridge and uh, completing missions, and you spend it by pulling things. Yes. From it. Uh, you can also spend it doing those individual verbs for a uh, an aspect of your settlement, like throwing a feast, mm-hmm. or by calling in favors on the radio. Yeah. Uh, through advancing certain story missions, um, you are able to get these little perks you can call in. Yeah. So, like, you will befriend a uh, like a construction um, uh, expert, and you can just radio him and spend a certain amount amount of influence to. Uh, automatically uh, finish uh, a building that might 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 uh, be in the progress of being built. Yeah, yeah, make it make it much faster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, this this part uh, building things and building these little structures are done in uh, a kind of real time. Yeah. No, it's it's so, it's, it's exactly uh, real time. If it says fifteen yeah, minutes, yeah. This is yeah. Yeah. Um. So it'll be like this takes twenty minutes. It will take twenty actual minutes. Yeah. To do this. Um. You know, a good thing to do is set up a bunch of construction projects before you're done playing for a session. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be they'll be ready when you're back. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it, mm. you, you need somebody to actually make the thing. Yes. You need somebody to make the thing. You need somebody to man the uh, uh, to, to man the station or man the outpost, um, things like that. Uh, you get, you know, your population is a big deal. Like before you go to the truck depot, you need to make sure that you have at least 12 people who can, uh, who can work it. And then you're going to want bonus folks, uh, both for, um, let's, what's a, what's a more tactful way of saying shrinkage, uh, attrition. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Attrition. Yeah. Whoopsies. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> we got to We got to build in a whoopsie buffer. Yeah, there's a there's a whoopsie. You got a bumper bowl. This stuff. Because you're gonna lose some people through story missions and just naturally. Bumper Bill. You want yeah, you wanna have bumper Bill and Bumper Bumper Bobby and Bumper Roberta. Uh just just hanging out. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you're gonna get these through the story. Um, and also you can get real friendly with neighboring enclaves and ultimately recruit them to move over to your settlement if you would like to. Yeah. Um, each character has a different relationship meter, uh, kind of with your settlement. Yes. It initially seems like it's with Marcus, but it's it's not. It's just kind of with you, the player. Mm-hmm. Um, one for deciding if they join, and another if, uh, friendship meter, which is if you can control them. You have to be friends. Yes. And then you can you literally walk up to them and say, like, hey, I'm beat. Can you take over for a little bit? Mm-hmm. And you switch control over to them. Yeah. Or you can switch in the menu. It doesn't require you uh, to yeah. find that person physically. Uh, which is uh, which is nice. Um, so those meters are in addition to the attitude, uh, which is which is modified or which is modeled. Uh, feels a little mm-hmm. bit like The Sims, you know, like they get moodlets, which are affected yes. by mostly things that they do outside of the um, outside of the uh, settlement. Although I think it can be influenced by like, hey, everybody's hungry as well. But like, if they it, have, it a, certainly is. It- yeah. It's your general management. So if you, uh, things can just happen during mm-hmm. the simulation portion of it. Yeah. And then, um, depending on your meters. So like, for example, 
if your safety meter is low, mm-hmm. uh, there's literally an oopsie. Like there's a event that comes up. Like it just went off. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> somebody else, yeah. and that that affects morale and can injure somebody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, and then that person could then you know have lower morale or be afraid. Yes. or what have you. Yeah, uh, and gain this negative moodlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you get a warning about these, and you can head them off. Right. Um, uh, you know, and you want to do that, um, because if they are angry or if they are, you know, depressed, they're going to start bumming everybody out around them. Uh, and your, the, your basis overall morale, uh, kind of governs everybody's effectiveness. Uh, you know, it's a, it kind of puts a spin on their, on the regular stats and stuff. You can solve this either by managing the attitude, attitude proactively, uh, you know, like take this person out on missions or play as them for a little bit and give them some wins, things like that. Um, if it totally gutters out and they fall into like the really bad moodlet, uh, you get morale missions uh, to kind of get them out of their funk. It is very funny because it's like, hey, come walk with me. And then you go to when you're <laughs> you go yeah, to a so nearby repetitive. place. Yep. <laughs> it's it's so funny. Like the uh, this is one of the systems I think is really underdeveloped in this that yeah. in my mind was huge. Mm hmm. You know, but you're just like, hey, you've been sleeping all right. Some mm-hmm. people have been having trouble sleeping. Let's go kill zombies the old fashioned way. <laughs> and, and, and then it ends with either like, hey, I'm worried about you. You know, that was really good. You know, I couldn't have done this without you. Or listen, if you, I'm going to treat you like an enemy if you act like an enemy. <laughs> like it either ends with a like, I will, you know, bar of soap you in the night. <laughs> threat. Uh-huh. Or ends with like, hey, you're all right. Yeah. Uh, And they both equally fix morale. (laughs) Blanket party Um, for Bumper Bill. Uh, Yeah, Bumper Bill got blanket party by Marcus (laughs) in the library. Uh, And the, the, uh, both of it just, there's not enough verbs for it. So it ends up being very repetitive. Yeah. yeah. Um, They 100% should have had other things you could do Mm -hmm. for this. Um, but it's, it's fine. It, it's all, you know, it helps at the base. Uh, you can usually multitask mm-hmm. when you're doing this. You can also pick up some resources Yeah, and it helps that the, these situations are fun. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think that the melee combat in this game is pretty fun. It is. So, yeah. Um, characters have skills as well. There are a certain number of them, uh, melee combat, range combat, uh, their, uh, athleticism, their wits, uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. And you get better at them by, um, uh, by, by using them. Uh, it makes a big difference, you know, if you take mm-hmm. somebody out who has no range combat ability, uh, reloading will take a realistic amount of time as they fumble with a clip, you know, because reloading yep. is actually a, compli- a pretty complicated thing Dude. to do. <laughs> yeah. If somebody told me to reload something, in it, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know how this works. Yeah. I only see movies. No, it's just like, um, it, 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 it's, it's one of those things. The first few, the first few times I went to the range, like I would spend the time while my brother was shooting, just sitting there practicing reloading. I'll, I'll, what? Psychopath shit. Had <laughs> 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 you full metal jacketing, like Kubrick stare and just reload, practicing reloading. No, we only Good have, God, we, that's bleak. we only had one lane. What am I going to do? Watch him shoot and say, oh, you shot real good. Yeah, <laughs> time, like, that's, how, that's how activities work. <laughs> no, it's a, what is the point of going together if you're not doing that? But, but then, then, it pull, then it pulls back, you know, it, it pulls back the targets and then you look and say, oh, good grouping there. Now it's my uh. turn. <laughs> <laughs> like I am the angel of death. <laughs> Mercy will come for some as you slowly reload a gun over and over and over. 
<laughs> what I'm saying, Gary, is it's a skill and you want to know how to do it right uh, so you don't uh, blow your fucking hand off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I don't, don't want to blow my hand off. <laughs> it just went off. Um, the, the, uh, th- these also will give you special moves and stuff. And there's actually kind of a skill tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's like the powerhouse skill, which is the melee one. Once you get that up to a certain level, you choose between a couple different perks. Yeah. Um, this is also pretty limited, but it's still cool. Mm-hmm. And some of these are very powerful. Uh, you know, yeah. um, there's also, uh, traits that you have that, uh, are set in stone. Basically you can get a couple from story events, but they're things like leadership. Yeah. You know, that give, uh, give different perks. And these are kind of aspects that a person has. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of the box yeah um largely most of these govern um uh how quickly skills will develop um mm-hmm. uh, broadly there are some that also change uh you know like how quickly they get <laughs> they get they get exhausted uh things like that like somebody with asthma is not going to uh, not going to have very good running abilities uh things like that or they're going to be uh starting at a disadvantage right yes um the exhaustion system is going to force you to rotate through your crew um, and you're going to be picking based on a who is uh, healthiest and uh, uh, recharged, and also like what skills do they have? Is, you know, am I mm-hmm. going into a difficult part of the map? Um, am I going to be doing you know a lot of running or a lot of fighting here? Uh, that will affect uh, you know who you pick, and so you want to have a pretty diverse crew ready to go. Yes, you can also build a, a kind of party mm-hmm. as well almost um you can ask somebody to come with you uh, yeah. it costs like uh, it's pretty big ask yeah costs a lot of influence but you can have somebody just literally watch your back as well mm-hmm. um one of the other things you're doing in addition to settlement uh, is building outpost um this is something where you need a lot of uh, population for this and outposts are areas that do a couple different things uh one they set up safe zones so this stops zombies from spawning in they mm-hmm. still wander in but they can't spawn in. You want to surround your uh, your base with these, mm-hmm. generally. Um, and that you can arm them with traps that will stop hordes yeah. uh, from getting there. So this basically you know, helps protect your base and cr- increases your safety and such. Mm-hmm. Um, they all, there's some Byzantine rules about what it has when you take it over. Right. So if, if it has a, a food stockpile when you take it over, it will continue to generate food. Mm-hmm. Like, it's real weird. Like, I either take this, like, all these hamburger buns back home, or I leave them here and it buds off a new hamburger bun <laughs> once a day. Yep. Uh, and not, not sure. Maybe that's, like, modeling the fact that, like, this has facilities to make food, you know? Mm, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I mean, because because a lot of these are uh, businesses where you can set these up. Yes. You know, I had an yeah. empire of fast food chains, convenience stores, gun shops, you know, stuff like that veterinary offices the gun Mm -hmm. shops are great because they they all are based they have a second floor Mm -hmm. so they have like a shooting platform basically built in yeah uh if you end up having to uh stop by you can also uh resupply yeah at these uh and they share inventory like resident evil so you can uh pop by and uh resupply on your way so it's kind of again you know just you're always making interesting tactical choices do you want to set up a perimeter around your base for safety or do you want to set, um, there's no fast travel, you know, do you want to set up a bunch of little different supply depots mm-hmm. around to make, uh, further excursions easier? 
Yeah. Uh, you know, and the, you're making this choice uh, under constraint of your population, right? You're not yes. going to be able to build, you know, you can build an, outpo- an outpost, but it's not going to be manned that it might fall, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Um, there are uh, there are towers in this pre uh, Ubisoft Nightmare Towers, <laughs> these survey points. Yep. Um, when you scope out your surroundings, it's relatively painless. Mm. Um, this allows you to identify useful buildings, vehicles, uh, hordes, and special affected uh, infected, and they are added to your map. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, sometimes you will get an emergent mission to scout. Yeah. Um, and these are kind of uh, there's only so many of these, and they do uh, you know because special infected and hordes move around. Um, you know, you can do these multiple times. Like you can, I kept getting a mission to scout the tower that was by my base mm-hmm. and it was easy XP. Like I went and did it just real quick, like easy uh, influence points rather. Yeah. Um, but it was also just like, I've already seen all these buildings. This mm-hmm. is just to check out the new hordes. Yeah. 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 You know, cause one of them might be headed toward your base, you know, and mm-hmm. there is an emergent mission to, uh, you know, to pop the pop those bad boys and like there there's a like a, a, a status modifier that you can get like people will be really afraid if there are tons of hordes around you know yes. so you would benefit from going and using some resources to clean those up yeah or infestations yeah uh which are when a big group of zombies takes over a place it's kind of like just a stationary horde mm-hmm. with one special infected Yes. Uh, or one or more special infected. Mm-hmm. So they kind of become ringleaders and take over, you know, we can go to the Arby's or we can go to the bad Arby's. <laughs> yep. And the, <laughs> the bad Arby's is full of, like has two screamers and they're dudes. <laughs> uh, that's, just, that's what they have instead of the, uh, instead of the order board for the drive through. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll take, ah! uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take two sliders and a Jamocha shake. <laughs> Jamoka. Yeah, there's a there's a day night cycle in this, uh, and it's it's long, which Mm -hmm. I like. Yeah, Um, each rotation is two hours of real time. Yeah, Uh, that's real good. I've started becoming very not frustrated, but I always notice when a day night cycle is like 15 minutes. Yep. You know, it's really like nightmarish. I get real, I get wrapped around the axle of like picturing how quickly this is spinning in relation to how quickly the planet's spinning. You know, like what are the astrophysics involved in the 15 minute day night cycle? The circadian rhythms of an entire world just being like absolutely destroyed. (laughs) You know, the circadian stutter. What this means, and when you turn the game off, uh, the game goes into something, uh, the simulation. Yeah, is what it, it, it's uh, called. So this used to be way worse uh, mm-hmm. when I first played this game. Um, the way it works now is really interesting. Um, it simulates with accuracy, like what would happen. Yeah. You know, so when for while it's off, it does. Uh, you know, these encounters happen and stuff. But as time passes in the simulation, it has less impact. Mm-hmm. At about three days of being turned off, uh, the simulation cannot really impact. Anything. Yeah, that's good. And it can't kill uh, guys who are in your settlement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be able to. Yeah. So you used to be able to play it, turn it off for two days, and come back and have half your population gone. <laughs> and that sucks. That ends up being like Animal Crossing, like I have to tend these weeds. Yeah. In real life shit, which I, yeah. I never like. Mm-hmm. Here, you know, strangers you haven't met yet can die. Um, you can, things can, it can suck. Like you yeah. can lose a lot of food. You can have a lot of accidents happen if you leave your, your garden in a shitty state. Mm-hmm. But as you, you know, if you turn the game off for a week and come back to it the next week, 
it's not like a week's worth of damage is done. Yeah. Like a day or two's worth of damage is ha- can happen and then it chills out. Mm-hmm. And th- th- this is a big driver of um, kind of like always having something for you to do as well. You know, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll sign back on and you'll get a, re- you know, a report saying like, all right, yeah. Uh, so you need to go and like handle these before they become bigger problems. Yeah. 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 Um, the, uh, so there are missions in this game. Uh, there are not very many. Nope. <laughs> uh, the story stuff does not happen. Nope. Uh, in this there's, I think there's like 10 story missions. Something, I mean, there, there are more, uh, but, uh, some of the, some of the missions, especially mission chains, like what is called a mission is driving to a place that will be the mission that a new one will start, which is do whatever's there. And then a new one will start, which is go back home. <laughs> yeah and sometimes not even uh do whatever's there sometimes just go there and hear something yeah like talk yeah. to somebody you know uh it's not the lion's share of the game most of the game is the emergent gameplay and simulation and settlement stuff yes um when the game is doing story stuff it is not nearly as strong there are a couple of swerves i appreciate in this i mm-hmm. like how the judge turns out to be a real non-thing yeah um, that's something I like it. I think is a kind of a neat subversion, mm-hmm. but there's not a whole lot to this. Right. Um, there yeah. are not story missions generally have no time limit, even though you can fuck some stuff up. I lost my best friend and never recruited the doctor. Oh yeah. Cool. Uh, in this world. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> uh, just cause I was doing side stuff. Um, but generally you don't have a time limit procedurally generated missions have time limits, uh, where like if a settlement needs help, if you don't help them, the game will roll the dice and see if they can make it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we should talk about Lily because I think this might be a thing that stresses, uh, this might be an element in the game that stresses a lot of people out when they play. Um, mm-hmm. there, you have mission control. It is this woman named Lily, uh, who will, uh, be radioing you to let you know about new missions, uh, letting you know, like, hey, these people need help, etc. Where it starts getting iffy is the fact that the reminders keep coming no matter what you are doing. And you really need to learn how to live with her and the way that information is presented and really getting a grasp of what is urgent and what isn't, despite what Lily says, <laughs> um, in, in order to make uh, proper decisions about what you need to do. Because if you give in, this can be stressful and overwhelming. The idea here, I think, is that they're trying to simulate this this post-apocalypse where you don't have time to do it all. Right. You know, um, like you are having to make these choices because only some of the choices actually have consequences for letting them go, it falls pretty flat. Mm-hmm. And it falls flat because you have other people on your team who are going to go do stuff. Uh-huh. Right? Like It's like they each have their own Lily <laughs> that you don't even know about. Like Every once in a while, it'll be like, hey, this person was scavenging. They need help. I'm like, who told them to fucking scavenge? Well, I mean, uh, in those ones, it's you. <laughs> yeah, well, so, well, no, I'm not scavenging. Somebody is, uh, you know... Yeah, right, uh, right. Take, clearing like, something out. Yeah. You know, yeah. they go off and go do their own thing. Yeah. Um, there's no way to assign people to do stuff that Lily's telling you to do. That is a huge, one of the hugest limiting factors of the simulation, yep. actually. Yeah. Yep. It, that would, I, I hope that's something they change in two. I haven't done a lot of reading or anything on two, but that would make a big, in, you know, be a big improvement. Yeah. Um, because I have access to this whole community, but I'm only one person. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of, I just got told to drive across the map and then told to do two other things. And like, why, what is the point of this collectivism? Like, why mm-hmm. do I have this crew? Right. If I can't 
you know, utilize them. Yeah. Um, it's to, to your point, like once you understand what you can ignore and what you can't, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like it's less of a big deal than it seems like it, but it's real annoying at first. Yeah. And it's part of building that illusion too. Uh, you know, like it will make you feel like you're in a worse position than you actually are a lot of the time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, it's a bummer. Yeah. So, uh, so we talked about, uh, you know, the game taking place in real time, a real problem that I ran into, especially covering this for the show where, you know, I want to make sure I see as much stuff as possible is that I did leave main story missions for later uncertain about, you know, even if advancing them, you know, would lock me out of stuff. So like, if this is available now, I need to do it now. Um, if it's a, if it's a side thing, I had to do it. This is actually a bad idea. Because mm-hmm. missions do not proceed one after the other. The next one isn't unlocked when you finish, you know, the one that's currently available. Instead, you will often com- complete a mission and then have to wait several in-game days uh, for it to become available. And if you are playing this, going and keeping all of the plates spinning, um, then that time passing will not necessarily be an issue. If you get to the point where uh, you are just doing the main quest line, uh, you will either need to wait a tremendous amount of time in between quests for the next one to come up. It'll feel like the game is bugged, actually, (laughs) just because you're not getting the thing you need. Uh, And ultimately, what I ended up doing was uh, going offline, going in and manipulating my clock, manipulating the time zone specifically to jump ahead a few hours of real time, quote unquote, in my uh, in my Xbox to make it simulate the time passing uh, the the time that I needed passing to get the uh, to get the next mission to show up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't run into it this time because I started this really early. Mm-hmm. It was like very ahead on work and just because it sounded oh, good. Yeah. You know, uh, so I, I beat this like a month ago, um, <laughs> right. you know, so it's, it's not super fresh, but I, and I started playing, I think in December, mm-hmm. I was just like, Ooh, stay at okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, Gary like, uh, but I could definitely see that being a thing. Yes. You know, the intended use case is you poke at it, you know, every other day or, you know, for a little bit each day mm-hmm. and that stuff kind of works itself out in the wash. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like that kind of play made more sense not just for us but in a general sense in 2013 yeah you know like there were like what else were you gonna play on your xbox live Rattuskull, <laughs> right. you know or like like not Rattuskull, whatever that skull game is <laughs> i play there were like you know there's some stuff on that thing i'm not a boot up fat princess that was playstation network you know oh, okay <laughs> nerd uh, <laughs> It was a game for nerds uh, that is also kind of problematic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just a fat joke of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anywho, this is this is a bummer. The thing, you know, I can I can see this being a bummer, even though it is play uh, style dependent. What's not play style dependent is how big the map is. Yep. Um, I, again, on one end, I kind of like the idea of this, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's a big rural space, and you don't see these. Like this, this looks like Shabana, Illinois. Like this, <laughs> this looks like towns I've been in mm-hmm. so much. Like I'm sure you have the same feeling. Like you relate. Oh yeah, no, to this I mean, geography. It, 
it's i mean aside from the mountains it feels really similar the si- the size and composition of the towns it, it it feels appropriate yeah and you know you're most most open world games take place in a city like the open world game that like gets kind of closest to this outside of like deadly premonition uh would be something like um the the spaces in between the cities in san andreas San Andreas. yeah yeah, yeah. uh that's cool mm-hmm. um what is kind of a bummer though is that uh you have these main roads that take you in a big circle and there's no fast travel so you spend a lot of time driving to places mm-hmm. and you end up kind of making, uh, and a lot of times, you know, you're doing these missions, which you talked about, which are just like, go here with the, the bootlegging mercenary, you know, the bootlegging bandit family has to say, mm-hmm. uh, and you just go and talk to the bootlegging bandit family. It takes a long time to get there. There's no radio or anything. Yeah. Um, other than Lily in your ear telling you the things you're not doing while yep. you're doing this. <laughs> uh, and you end up with this choice of like, take the roads or try to off-road it. <laughs> yep. And I always off-roaded and it, it's cool, but you lose a lot of cars that way. Which, <laughs> it feels realistic. Yeah. Uh, but you know, rolling through the grass, not seeing a rock and flipping my car, <laughs> crawling out and being surrounded by zombies is a really cool emergent thing to have happen. Uh-huh. Uh, the first couple times. Yeah. Uh, the, the rest of the times it really makes you wish you could just jump to any outpost that you built. Like that would very be, much that, that would, that would make those far outposts, um, much more tempting, I think. Yeah. I add value to the yeah. idea of having those, uh, those checkpoints. They should make, they um, should make... I, I was very surprised there was not any kind of fast travel. They should us. make planes out of whatever is used, uh, to make the trees in open world games. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the tricky fast travel you have in this is resetting the game, puts you back at your base. Yeah. So if you're making return trips in this game, you're a sucker. um you know at the very least they're all one way yeah yeah so yeah you know i i can see you know this is this is obviously a conscious choice uh to leave this out fast travel had been invented by this point i can see that there was an intended effect to this you know if you're playing the Mm -hmm. game you're playing the game uh you know that they know how to simulate a certain amount of time passing they could make that happen uh but they i I believe that they are trying to accomplish a feeling i just don't know that that feeling was worth what they traded away for it it would have been it would have been nice to you know conserve my real time and roll the dice on something bad being simulated along the way in order to you know get between you know get between places because there just isn't that much to 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 do when you're when you're driving when you're driving yeah like it's fun it's just not fun for the entire length of the game right you know and it wouldn't just be you trading your real life time for this mechanical failure it would be an incentive to shore up your defenses and stuff before you went on a trip yeah you know it could be part of it could enforce that aspect of the gameplay Mm -hmm. in a way that was really interesting like i have to go to the the bandit bootlegger family's house uh I have to wait until my sniper tower is done and make sure there's somebody up there with enough ammo before I go, because otherwise I'll be fucked. Mm -hmm. You know, the only difference would be driving versus teleporting. Yeah. uh, There. So again, I kind of get it. And I think it's, it's uh, reminds me of, you know, things that have come up in games uh, recently, which is like additive, but not additive enough. Yeah. You know, it is additive for a while. Yes. Uh, This happens, but it doesn't, it does wear out as welcome for sure. That individual aspect, especially as it has you kind of uh, casting about like, as you go throughout the game, you are covering a wider part of the map early on. You've just got that small little mill town, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Really bizarrely too. They still introduce um, settlement options 
mm-hmm. late in the game. Like, well, I don't know what kind of psychopath settles their their uh, settlement at the carnival. <laughs> you know, at the fairgrounds. Yeah. Very far away from everything and not <laughs> introduced until the third act. Yeah, yeah. My my, under- my understanding is that uh, they had plans for more story content for the third uh, for the third area. They just ran yeah. out of time, and it ended up being like end game zone. Yeah, I I could one hundred percent see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, aesthetically, you know, music wise and visually, this is a budget game. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything is serviceable. Yeah. Um, your guys kind of have the same proportion and animate similar to a uh, state of emergency. <laughs> right. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're, they're kind of like, they have like big, uh, you know, they're chunky, mm-hmm. uh, kind of dudes. They all have the same can animation really weirdly. Uh, tons of the dialogue is repeated, but with different voice actors. Yeah. So like anybody will have something to say because it needs to count on you, you know, playing as anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they all say the same thing. So, like, regardless of who you're controlling, when you're doing that little morale mission, they all say like, "Let's kill some zombies the old-fashioned way." <laughs> and it's the same dialogue line, but read by like twenty actors. Yeah, it's real bizarre. They do have individual barks for when you like tell them to go do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the name of the lady, but I had a lady whose attitude was like chipper or positive or something. Yeah. And whenever I had her do something, she'd be like, I'm on my way and I'm excited. <laughs> and like, I, I got into that because it would yeah. be all the dumbest shit. She's like, I'm on my way and I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go see what the judge has to say. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Yeah. Uh, so this game, uh, it started uh, development, I believe, in 2009. Uh, under the title class three which is a much worse game uh, a much worse name for a game uh, if mm-hmm. you're asking me um, and this studio undead labs was founded uh, to make uh, to make this game uh, kind of the producer in the studio lead is named jeff strain he had worked at blizzard name. oh yeah it's very good uh, the Jeff Strain. That would have been a good name for this game. It would. Um, <laughs> all the special infected are people named Jeff. Yeah, special Jeff infected. Uh, but he had worked uh, previously on uh, Arena Net and World of Warcraft, which lines up because uh, uh, Undead Labs wanted to be an MMO company. Mm-hmm. Uh, what he wanted to do was make this game where players uh, made their own zombie survival plans and tested them. Yeah. simulation uh it is hard in 2022 to overstate how much in the water this was yep uh, i say as somebody who uh got on a christmas day and devoured the max brooks zombie survival guide mm-hmm. book oh yeah that's uh, a good book you know and all those things like this was in the water yeah, yeah um and i felt you know i am not too cool to say that i fell hook line and sinker like i had all these books and you know mm-hmm. was basically uh there was like two ways that zombie shit went at the time and i followed the path that was like let's imagine how you'd practically deal with this versus the pride and prejudice and zombies path or yeah. the, like let's add zombies to something silly yeah you know? kind of a little uh, random kind of deal yeah yeah any of the real life source books for this shit i was absolutely in the pocket for yeah it was and it was everywhere you know the pithy way that i thought of describing this approach was uh jeff strain wanted to take the worst conversations you've ever had 
uh, and turned it into a video game concept. <laughs> you know, just d- d- like you know, uh, like a work uh, work icebreaker. What would you do if there was a zombie outbreak? Well, I'd fucking shoot myself in the head. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff. I, the thing is, is that like like the the cabin of the woods thing. Those are the worst conversations you've ever had. But in 2013, oh yeah, they yeah. were good conversations. <laughs> yeah. Like if if it's a work icebreaker, like it sucks because we weren't all like bleak pilled, you know, uh, at the time. So we wouldn't say we shoot each other in the head, but it'd be awkward. Uh, back then, though, I remember having those conversations with people, and it was real fun. Like. It's probably the closest to clerks I ever was in real life. Like, <laughs> it's pretty clerks. Which is embarrassing now, but just yeah. being like, oh yeah, I think I would try this. Yeah. And it was it was not just like it was all over internet. I remember uh when I first joined the Something Awful forums, how we met uh-huh. uh, to buy a computer, um, that was like a meme mm-hmm. for something awful people. Yeah. You know, there is that that whole are you protected thing, which is about zombie survival plans. No, are you protected was yeah. about uh was about protecting yourself against the uh the stair, the stair pusher, the pusher robot. I thought that not having stairs or no, it was you had stairs in your house because you were protected against zombies because you had a second floor. No, it, it was it was all about the pusher, all about the pusher bots. I I don't know. I feel like I there's there I think I might be confusing one thing with another there was mm-hmm. definitely uh do you have a second floor thing that was about yeah yeah it may have uh it may have migrated i never i never heard or saw that use but um yeah i'm not saying yeah, i'm not I, i'm not saying you're wrong i just I, I i have that icq conversation uh committed to memory <laughs> pretty much yeah I, uh, I, I will do some research <laughs> okay. just for curiosity, not to prove anything. I'm just like, I, I want to know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, no. And like the, those conversations, they ultimately broke down to being like, you know, like wargaming and kind of a little bit of like a, uh, like an improv you know, kind of deal mm-hmm. like just uh, role playing yeah you know th- throwing know. uh throwing curveballs like oh yeah i would get you know st- stockpile as many bags of like rice and stuff as i can and you know and move out to the country well it's like oh what happens if uh, if you get stranded if you're in a populated area you can call for help you know, help more you know just poking holes in each other's I- ideas you know yeah yeah it was a little little intellectual uh exercise with an absolutely lowercase i <laughs> you know <laughs> like, it, was a, uh, it was about as intellectual as those like uh the the, the philosophy of the simpsons books <laughs> yes yeah we we all did it again yep. you're not too cool for this yeah. we all fucking did it yep um there's, and there's they sold reason. things to us yep. and we bought them yeah um so this was this was uh, this game that they did make uh, was a prototype for something they envisioned as a zombie survival MMO uh, with co-op multiplayer. This was eventually cut uh, from the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you do get the sense a lot of stuff was cut. Yeah. From this. Mm-hmm. Um, they got the simulation running and then kind of had to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was console exclusive to Xbox Live Arcade. It came out there first several months before uh, it even came out to PC. Um, and it was a huge success on that platform. Uh, you know, it sold uh, twenty five or two hundred and fifty thousand copies in two days. You know, so a quarter million uh, on that kind of limited marketplace is a is a huge deal. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the release that came to Windows and Xbox, there was an enhanced re-release that came to Windows and Xbox One in twenty fifteen. Better visuals, some new equipment, some new characters, some bug fixes and stuff. Um, I did. I had the original version of this, mm-hmm. uh, so I did not play that. But apparently, they're pretty similar. 
Yeah, they're pretty similar. Okay. I did the year one survival edition that uh that uh upgraded re-release, uh mostly because I wanted to play this on the Xbox in my living room. And uh that's mm-hmm. the one that's on Game Pass. Uh there are two DLCs I have not played. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this uh the first one is called breakdown um this is a sandbox mode where you survive in an rv and you survive in a tough town until you it's time to move on and then Mm -hmm. you move to another instance of that town and it's tougher yep um you're still going to the same map over and over it's just getting more and more harsh and this seems really interesting you have to choose who you can take with you yeah you know so you build up a crew and then you have to choose the most valuable ones with the implication that you're leaving the other ones behind. Yeah. Um, this seems cool to me, like mm-hmm. getting rid of the story missions and just doing the simulation stuff, which is pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. Just leaning uh, into the strength of the game. Um, that is, yeah. that is the most tr- attractive one. Uh, there is lifeline, which is a bigger DLC. Uh, it adds a new story and a new map. Um, and it is mostly about what the military did uh, during the outbreak. Yes. Uh, this has new kinds of missions um in it where uh, there are a lot of defense missions mm-hmm. um where there are vips like high value uh, civilians that you are sent to protect and you are meant to uh go there and ho- you know hold off hordes of zombies yeah. it's apparently very tough mm-hmm. uh, i have also not played this same so, yeah. no notes um uh, state of decay 2 came out for xbox one and pc in 2018 uh this was a really highly anticipated title for me and it got very lukewarm reviews mm-hmm all I remember was like the scuttlebutt was it was shit. And then I was like, I asked around, I'm like, Hey, state of decay one is still real fun. Is state of decay, why do people hate state of decay two? And a lot of people were like, Oh, it just needed, you know, it's just gamer shit. Like it wasn't perfect day at, you know, right out of the box. So everyone was upset in a consumer rights way. They patched a lot of it and it works fine now. And it's yeah. cool. I'm real tempted. I want to stream it. Actually. I, I thought about starting mm-hmm. it last weekend, but I didn't, I wanted this episode to come out uh to come out first before i did it i'm I'm real curious because like i said it's my understanding that leans more you know it, it, it builds up the sim side in addition to having the in addition to having that co-op um and mm-hmm. i you know I, the person that that i know who played it and really enjoyed it was david on the level like he's talked real sugar mm-hmm. about it so i'm curious and that is kind of bumped toward the top of my list here i i really want to play that co-op uh yeah. The the thing that I've found that is closest to that feeling that I've tried is playing uh, Project Zomboid. Okay. Uh, co-op, which is a cool game mm-hmm. uh, that is really simmy and really hard. Yeah. Um, it has that um, survival-esque, like, rust angle to it mm-hmm. um, for being an overhead game. And that's a little bit too much. For yeah. Me. If this straddles the difference between State of Decay 1 and, Ru- and Project Zomboid... Uh, and his co-op this is a dream game for me that yeah. i need to get for me and derek so we can uh hey you go over here <laughs> you know cover me with a sniper rifle while i scavenge for supplies we need yeah uh, uh which for, you know i don't know what it is but other than like breaking into houses uh-huh and x-men tactics is the coolest fucking thing i can think of in a video game <laughs> I don't, it just sounds so cool uh, no? i do not know why i agree that it sounds cool very good shit yeah. uh and they're making a state of decay three they are yeah. yeah, good for them. Good, <laughs> good I, for them. Yeah. I, 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 you I, know, I'll catch up. <laughs> I'll catch up with you eventually. That doesn't has a, that doesn't have a release date yet. I know that they've shown, uh, you know, some odds and ends uh, of it. Uh, I'm curious to see which direction they go. And I like that the studio that like makes <laughs> interesting and intricate yet still modest 
products can still exist mm-hmm. and just like steadily push these things out i don't know there's something about the scope of this game that is super endearing to me oh yeah this is this is a b game yes you know it's it's borderline on an indie but it it was big enough as a big enough success yeah it's that it, that it did that and it's as, we all bemoan the lack of a b game <laughs> it is uh it is about as indie as something published by microsoft can get yeah 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 true uh the uh so that's gonna be it for this generalities portion if you're hearing this, you are on the public feed. If you'd like to hear the full episode and all of our other premium episodes, you can join us at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. $5 a month gets you all of them. Yeah, and access to whole other shows like Unfilmable, our uh, show about uh, uh, horror movies, uh, our premium episodes of Abject Suffering, and especially relevant uh, with Elden Ring coming out, Bonfireside Chat. Uh, that is mm-hmm. where those episodes are going to be distributed. Uh, we feel like we have... Uh, put in an awful lot uh, to make that uh to make that a worthwhile uh, prospect for you so yeah patreon.com slash duck tv yeah uh we think it's good value yeah um if you're hearing this on the feed i believe it is just about too late the deadline for responses is always the 15th of every month um if you have thoughts about march's games uh which are uh and this has actually changed uh march's games are going to be inscription uh, we had initially planned on doing Aliens versus Predator 2 for the PC, but that didn't end up running very well in Gary's machine. So we have actually switched over to Ultimate NES Remix for the uh, 3DS. Mm-hmm. And boy, am I having fun with that. <laughs> yep. I started it last night. It's hard to chug, uh-huh. but it's real fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be really interesting. Like the idea of, you know, one, like how Nintendo never lets anything go. Mm-hmm. You know, like all parts of this ended up in, or a lot of parts of this ended up in other stuff. Yeah. And then two, the idea of a developer looking at how a video game can be broken down into its simplest, like verbs mm-hmm. and executions yeah. is really neat. Yeah. And the way um, that they, the way that they develop difficulty by kind of training you to play the game in a different way uh, is, mm-hmm. or I think really worth talking about. Um, yeah. It's cool. Yeah. So uh, it's inscription. Uh, any uh, ultimate NES remix. Uh, the third one is King's Bounty, specifically the Genesis version. That's a real cool game as well. Then we're wrapping up the uh, the month with a premium episode about Until Dawn. It's a good month. Yeah, great month. Um, yeah, and we uh, we appreciate you. Tune in. Please do. 